I am John, Whoopi impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. Eric of the Loch Ness and Jacob. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show! I'm John, your host, and today I'm here with Jason. Say hello. Hello. Anything to add this week, Jason? Nope. All right. (laughs) And we have Lee with us today. Lee, how you doing? And got anything to add? Any- Good. Any- I am just coming out of my turkey coma, so uh, <laughs> so life is pretty good. Have a good Thanksgiving? It was good. It was good. Thanksgiving with friends. Uh, this is our last childless Thanksgiving, so uh, we enjoyed uh, a quiet time with friends, and that will never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I saw your post today, Barnes and Noble for the kids. I was like, no, you can't name them after a Barnes and Noble. We're we're just gonna keep trying. I've been trying out names since I think September. Maybe I started in <laughs> August, uh, and uh, it's getting kind of grim. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, how, how far into the listing was like Han and Chewie? Uh, you know, you know, Batman, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> They, they were so early, but I have a little rule with myself that if somebody else suggests a name, it's not really fair game for me to suggest it. Uh, and so having lots of geeky friends knocked a lot of good stuff out right away. <laughs> hey, you're a polite geek. <laughs> Occasionally, and only on social media. Who did, who oh. did you put with Bruce for Bruce Wayne? I don't think I used Bruce. Oh, uh, okay. Because there were just so many ways to go, and nothing beats... Everything that's not Batman and Robin, you're kind of just, I guess you could do Batman and Joker, but I I don't want that in my house. I don't (laughs) want a little Joker baby in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely for the best. Oh, boy. And we have Rob with us. Rob, what's been going on this week? Hey, been, you know, being uh, gluttonous as best as I can and avoiding the hell out of Black Friday. (laughs) You know, there was, I mean, traffic was crazy. People were everywhere, of course. You know, I mean, you see it. You, you But, uh, you know, you just drive past it on the freeway and you're just like, holy shit. I do not want to be any part of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was at work on Friday, but uh, Jason, Jason says that I, um, I'm part of the problem because I went out Thursday night. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I also warned you, you've got bad karma now. Yeah, that's what he said. Because <laughs> I, uh, I I, was just, I got, we got done with everything we were doing, and I got back home, and I was like, you know, I'm not really doing anything. I wonder if any of the stores are actually opening early on Thursday, and I might be able to find that last Star Wars guy I need, Captain Phasma, in the mm. six-inch Black Series line. And uh, I was, like, thinking that the stores would stock for Black Friday weekend, you know. But I said I'd have to get there right when the store opened because if I went there, if I waited to go till Saturday or Sunday, um, they would be totally out. You know, they, of course, would sell out of everything they stocked on for Black Friday. So I looked up and uh, Target was opening at 6 p.m. So I just said, all right, screw it. It's almost 6. I might as well... (laughs) Run over to Target, you know, hmm. and of course they had no Star Wars toys. They didn't. They didn't actually fill up their toy aisles for this. They were like, well, that wasn't our concern. Oh, it was like they were like we were doing uh, TVs and other special giveaways, you know. Dude, you so, should have gone to the Woodenville Target. Yeah, so I was a sad panda, and I, I I was getting ready to leave, and I'm walking past the giant piles and oodles and tons of TVs that, well, actually, the giant pile that was now like half destroyed and all strewn about the store. Cause, uh, you know. <laughs> but uh, I'm walking by and there's this lady standing by two televisions and 
they're holding a sign that says 169.99 50 inch 4k tv whatever and i stopped mm-hmm. i just paused like right in my tracks because i was like wait a minute a 50 inch tv for 170 dollars so i was like i don't <laughs> is that what i'm reading and the guy's like let me check you know the guy who's the workman guy that you know who was doing all the t- like making sure none of the tvs were being completely destroyed Mm-hmm. And he scans the box and he goes, yeah, this is a uh, 169.99. And if you have a red card, you get it for even cheaper because you you get the percent deal for having the red card, which I mm-hmm. had. So I was like, okay. And me and the lady like both grabbed the last two. Yeah, well there you go. We're, we're, we're circling the corner, dragging them along the floor, and she's like, I think we just found the best deal in the store. And just stumbled upon it. And I was like, yeah, this just doesn't seem right. And she goes, we're going to get to the register and it's going to be wrong. And when I get up to the register and sure enough, it's $169.99 for a 50-inch flat TV HD. But it didn't have the 4K like the sign says. It's a, it's oh. just a regular 1080p HD TV. I gotcha. Yeah, so the sign was slightly wrong with all its features and everything, but... I was still happy to have a I just, I just set it up today and I'm just floored how great it is. It's like having a movie theater in my house. Hey, nice. Don't and, worry. That, that 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 feeling of awe will go away after a sadly short period of time. Yeah, Mark says like <laughs> two or three days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I give it a week on the on the long end. Yeah, my my brother was like in a couple of days you'll feel like it's small. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's so sad. It's such a boy thing. Uh, I, I think it was just like, oh, yep. <laughs> but look at you making a human connection on top of that. It's not just consumerism. You and that woman, you both had a thing. There I mean, no, yeah, not we had, like we had... a thing between you, but a, well, you but bonded a over your consumerism. Yeah, exactly. We had an adventure as we walked to this to our individual aisles for the to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, I on the other hand found a six-inch black Captain Phasma. Did you? Did you really? (laughs) (laughs) And if you had told me uh, that, uh, if you told me that you were looking for it, I totally would have grabbed one for you. (laughs) Because there were plenty, right? Uh, They they had uh, the the toy aisles completely stocked. Oh wow! Like they even had the that giant Tie Fighter that that you have. Yeah, that I just Um, got. Yeah. That thing. Oh my god! (laughs) When you see that thing in person, oh my god, dude! Like the pictures. Uh, that you that you sent and then showed of, of that thing. Do not do it any justice and do not give it the sense of scale that you have <laughs> when you see that damn box in person. It's just like uh, you, you could barely fit it in your car, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it it looks like the size of box that could fit one's childhood dreams. You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sitting at my coffee table right now, and I don't know where I'm going to put it. I'll, I mean, once I get my displays set up, I'm sure I'll figure out a spot because I got all the shelves and the cases and everything in where I want them now with the new arrangement of the apartment due to their renovations and the crap they had to do. Oh, I thought you rearranged your entire apartment just to fit that TIE fighter in there. Oh, no, no, no. It was, um, they had to come in and install these uh, police and fire alarms that are automatic. Apparently, there's a new regulation that says any unit that has more than 16 uh, apartments in it in Washington mm-hmm. State has to have this installed. So they needed everything in the apartment four feet away from the walls. Okay. Now you've been to my place. Think about yeah, that. Totally. that. Yeah, totally. That, that, that's not. That that's meant that I had not. to take down all my bookshelves, all my display cases with all the toys oh, and everything in them. I had to box everything up, move it to the center of my living room. The only thing in my bed that could be four feet away from the walls was the, you know, the bed itself. So all those things had to come apart and go down, and all the bookshelves in there. Dude, so I was. You, you had some Ray Palmer tech right about there. Yeah, I was living <laughs> in it for like, like about two weeks in like a complete. It was basically like a, a place that you just moved into, where you were unable to unpack for two weeks. Oh, <laughs> oh the mental health cost of that to to me oh, it would was, be staggering. It was. It was so hard. So I finally got the living room and everything in order today. I just don't have my stuff back put on display or on the shelves. They're still in boxes, but um, at least I have it arranged the way I want it. But we're not here to talk about uh, my apartment and all the stuff that we're doing. And oh, we're Friday. not? No, I'm no. jumping off the call. Yeah, we're... What, what? Thanksgiving? Black Friday? We're actually here to try and talk Jessica Jones. 
Jessica Jones. That hit Netflix uh, just about a week or so ago, and I, I believe most of us have made it made it through it. And uh, and it's amazing. Yeah. So I guess what I'd like to do is first impressions. Jessica Jones. What do you think, Lee? Go right ahead. Uh, really, really good television. I saw someone, I can't take credit for this, I saw someone had said that uh, the Daredevil was a great uh, Marvel television series, and Jessica Jones was a great television series. And I'm like, I see why they said that. And I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that I prefer one to the other, but uh, a really solid and unique uh Opening. It has, of course, some similarities, but uh, this story could only be about this character, and I really like stories that work that way. Nice, Rob. What you? What was your first impressions? Oh man, um, there were a lot of things to like about uh, Jessica Jones. Uh, first of all, you know, phenomenal, powerful female protagonist who was in charge of her own sexuality, which is really nice to see. Um, the casting, great. Luke Cage, um, oh my god, fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Um, I loved seeing Hellcat. Just made me super happy. I mean, it's it's as much of an origin uh, origin story of uh, of uh, Patsy Walker as it is uh, of uh, Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's you know somebody who was in the Avengers right there. Cool. Jason, uh, I know you haven't completely <laughs> finished it yet, but your yeah. impression so well, far? I haven't finished it because I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was it about it that you... Let's... Like, compared to Daredevil, I mean, you liked and watched the whole Daredevil, right? Daredevil took a little while, too. Um, okay. But Daredevil, I thought, was a little bit better. Um, I felt like they were just trying really hard with Jessica Jones. It was so slow. I just... Just it cannot keep my interest. And if like, how many sex scenes do you need in that series? <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, there it's are a lot. Wants. There's a lot in the first. And I think that's episodes. the point. <laughs> you know, I mean, she, like I said, was in charge of her own sexuality. Oh yeah, but you don't need. I don't need a. It doesn't like that time period when they keep on showing them having sex repeatedly could be used for, I don't know, some other character development. Maybe. I feel like they did character development pretty well in their allotted time, but you know, and that was part of what the, what the book was about too. And so they portrayed that exceptionally well. Yeah. I'm that she was actually a lot. uh, And, and it's the vignette is different than alias was, but uh, she's actually dialed back a lot in regards oh, yeah. to her sexuality versus Absolutely. Alias, which was one of those early Max series out of the gate. Uh, let's push every envelope we can. I don't think they, I mean, I, who knows what goes on in the mind of Bendis, but I don't think they ever <laughs> intended for that, even though they used Marvel characters. I don't think they ever intended that to uh, her character to come back to the the main Marvel universe, let alone who knew there would be a cinematic one. But I restarted alias uh, just after this and I'm like, okay, the series was calm in relative, relative to Jessica. Jessica is very in charge and very damaged, uh, which is daring mm-hmm. to do because I think, I think the temptation is to show people be in charge of se- their sexuality in a completely positive way. And that's not mm-hmm. what they do. They show a, a damaged, uh, a damaged character who is damaged on all fronts, including her sexuality, and she's still yep. in charge of it. Yep, yep. Yeah, I you know, thought I, I she was nice and realistic in that regard. I thought she was portrayed well as a, you know, a damaged character. Her, her, there's something wrong with her psyche, and and uh, just the way that she handles situations. But yet, she struggles with, uh, you know the powers that she has and using them for good, I guess, in a sense, you know, like she even mentioned in one of those episodes where she was like, um, what did she say? She was like, I tried being the hero, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. And it was fleeting career. <laughs> yeah. It was fun to see the jewel suit. Get yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Seriously. 
and all those little shout outs are always fun. Uh, it was fun seeing Trish, Patsy, who also was actually a defender, uh, which is more than because I we all think these are going to be defenders. So it's like, OK, well, we get to see her uh, suit up. It was fun to tell my wife because uh, I take it upon myself to explain all Easter eggs I see, whether she cares or not, uh, <laughs> and uh, and explain to her that that Patsy is one of the oldest Marvel characters that she she had her own series that they uh, that they alluded to uh, oh, in yeah. the in the show. She had her own series long in, in the in between time between the Golden Age and the Fantastic Four driven Silver Age, and so uh, and then she got superheroed up to mm-hmm. keep on going. Yeah, she so, goes clear back to Timely and Atlas. Isn't that you know? crazy? Yeah, it's uh, nuts. Knew? And so I, I was afraid on a few fronts, and they uh, they did a good job of delivering on this. I was afraid they wouldn't be able to refer to Jessica Jones as giving heroism a try, but they did. I was afraid they wouldn't do anything but kind of name check Patsy, but now they, they knit all that history and the fact that she was kind of a child celeb, which is what she or a teen celeb, which is what she was to Marvel and time Atlas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, all those things made me ridiculously happy. Yeah. It was a brilliant way of weaving that all together. Interesting. You know, it really was. Yeah. There was some of that. I didn't even know I'm learning from you guys. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Cause I was going to ask, what are a lot of the Easter eggs that I might not have picked up on? And, uh, so I mean I got the Hellcat. I didn't get that one. Mm-hmm. Patsy. I didn't know realize that she was the way back then even, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I said the, the the very roots of Marvel really. In uh, it, it's kind of interesting how they have adapted her character over like seventy years, sixty something years. I mean huh. it, she's been around for ages. Who is she in the current Marvel universe? Like Hellcat. How- Okay, so that is Hellcat. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they are one and the same. I get it. Yep. She gets mystic powers at some point, if I remember correctly. Is is, is that uh, rightly? I think I... she's had and lost power. She's died. Uh, I think she committed suicide when she was named married to uh, Damon Hellstrom, the son of Satan, uh, and came back, <laughs> which is always good for a cat character. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Came back. Yeah. Well, they got nine lives. And the just establishing nine. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so seeing her, I did not identify until until it was kind of nail on the head, uh, the nuke character of Simpson. Oh, uh, that was so fun. And it was so said, fun. Give me a red. I'm just like, oh, my God, it's nuke. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who, now, who is he? Explain him to me because I, oh, I didn't nuke catch is that. A, nuke is a character from Punisher and Daredevil uh, going back to... Uh, I want to say Miller's run in Daredevil, That's what wasn't I'm it? Too. I think he was uh, a Daredevil introduction. So he's basically a super soldier experiment that's okay. controlled by these pills, uh, the red, whites, and blues. Yeah, I, uh, I remember. The reds... I remember pills being controlling someone in the Marvel universe. Yeah, but I, I guess yeah. I didn't realize. Okay, so they call him Nuke. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and he basically tattoos the American flag on his face. He's he has ah, a combination guy. of like cybernetics and. Uh, and some other genetic uh, and physical manipulation, you know, at the hands of the government. Um, so he winds up, you know, popping a red to jack his adrenaline through the roof, um, a blue to take him down, and a white to kind of maintain his levels, if I remember correctly. Yeah, okay. which is which is how they used it in the story too. And then, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, to Jason for all the spoilers. Uh, but if you don't like it, it's no big deal. Uh, and then uh, uh, Trish uh, going all in on reds. I'm like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was wondering what that was going to end up doing to her. Uh, yeah, flatlining. Eventually. Yeah. And maybe yeah. we'll see some long term effects. Who knows? Yeah. That's hey, maybe I... that'll develop her Hellcat powers or something or, you know, uh, give a start to them. I was really happy early on when they showed us she could that she was that she was a non superpowered person who had a really similar story to Jessica's in that uh, in that she's been victimized 
and and she's done her best, even though the fear is there, to also take charge in every way she can. And possibly overboard, but who can say overboard when you're not in those shoes? Uh, so I was really glad right away when they showed us she could handle herself, that she wasn't just going to be someone who something bad happened to and now was afraid and needed to be rescued. Uh, but there was much more to her. And like Jessica, she's damaged in her own ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I loved I loved the um that the the nurse was in there who who will eventually I right that was from Daredevil and we're gonna mm-hmm. eventually realize that she's the night nurse right I I think I mentioned her about ten seconds before she came on I'm like oh, that should be a good uh, because there are <laughs> it's like well who can treat this I'm like well Claire could show up. Hello. Uh, And I think they did a really good job. There were a number of moments like that where they had, and that's my favorite way to watch something is not, not if I get it a long way in advance and not when I totally don't see it coming, but when it's like almost in sync with, with how they're unfolding the story. And I think they did a really good job of giving me that piece uh, right before she walked on the screen. Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, and you were right. They did it in a very organic way because they had other nurses and doctors in there working on her first when they came in. And then she sort of just comes over and starts poking into what's going on, then takes over the situation sort of. And it's because she's like, I've done this before. I know what I'm doing with these people, with these powered peoples, you know? Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of. Uh, I think I may have met, I mentioned this earlier that uh, it felt like this could only be Jessica's story. Uh, that's what was really compelling to me about this because there were pieces where uh, one of the things I can tell I'm going to be increasingly frustrated with with Netflix series is I know how long the arc is. I know mm-hmm. there's one big bad. I know how this is going to go, which is it's not just Netflix. Everything has this, but. Uh, between Daredevil and Jessica Jones, it works out the same way. Anyway, the other part was seeing that, yeah, this is not uh, this is not a story that plays the same way uh, with a male protagonist at all. Uh, this is a uh, clearly Kilgrave is powerful enough and dangerous enough to be just as much, just as dangerous to men and women, but the way he manipulates Jessica is, in my mind which has always been male uh but is a uniquely a woman's story uh and makes it much more powerful to see her uh stand up and continue to stand up uh in whatever way she can in the midst of that uh did that resonate with you guys what did you guys think of of the angle of uh of this being a woman's story oh i definitely agree i mean uh it's um definitely uh with 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 the the characters in place and the the nature of of events and whatnot it, it it's uh 100% uh, i think uh makes it uh, very obvious that it's a woman's story you know it's um I, yeah i i don't think that you could get the the, the same kind of necessarily the emotional pain and hurt um, out of a male patra- protagonist, like in, like if he was manipulating, know, if he was mm-hmm. manipulating a man instead of a woman, you wouldn't feel the same, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. And the way that he manipulates her is just the, the grossest violation that you could possibly, you know, visit upon somebody. You know. Oh, uh, and feeling that uh, everything was very connected to this i guess i'd call it a cultural moment but but it's not new on the scene it just feels like we're talking about it in hopefully more uh productive ways the fact that one of his base manipulations to jessica and others is is telling a woman to smile uh and that's that's gotten a lot of play rightly so uh even in in other popular media and social networks of mm-hmm. just the kind of micro level stuff that women by being women have to endure from from men constantly and so it felt like it was a blow up that he he definitely could have could have and did manipulate men uh but 
the nature of this being a a supercharged version of something that happens. Uh, well, it feels like he's basically the human embodiment of male entitlement, yes. you know, white male entitlement. <laughs> his, uh, his, his first name is is Gamergate. He is Gamergate Kilgrave. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, that, that's kind of how his character is laid out. You know, I mean, he he is that embodiment, and and he does with his powers kind of what you would expect from somebody who is laid upon that foundation. You know, he wants it all to be his. You know, he expects everybody to to, to kind of kneel before him. You know, that you know, and 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 he the the thing is is that it, when you listen to the interactions with him, he at on some point feels that he's innocent. You know, oh, no, this isn't, you know, this isn't me. You know, this isn't me doing this thing. I didn't do this. I'm completely innocent. You know, I, I, you know, that, that, that's always his rationale. Um, and so it plays more into into that idea that, that he is like, he is the ultimate dude bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And there, there is. I remember thinking as they gave us more texture to his story, which uh, I I noticed we weren't getting it. And then all of a sudden we did. And I'm like, I'm having conflicting feelings, which is good uh, because because they're giving us more of this without making him not a monster. He never stops being a monster. Uh, but the idea of, OK, from age 10 onward, you can make all people do what you want. Can you learn anything? Is it possible to learn anything after that? No, I think you'd stay a, a child in the body of a man, which is kind of how he he acted in a lot of ways. You know, almost petulant mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of in a lot of circumstances, and um, which is honestly how I feel a lot of dude bros tend to act. You know, they're like emotionally stunted at age ten. Um, and and his emotional stunt wasn't even uh, healthy. You know, he was tortured and, I mean, you could say just traumatized as a child. And then right in the middle of that. By his parents. Well, yeah. And then right in the middle of the trauma is when he, his powers sort of come under his control. You know, whether mm-hmm. he had them before that or not, but he realizes it at that moment, what he can do, you know? Yeah. And if your power is to control everybody around you to, to do whatever you want, um, there is no potential for growth because, you know, the, you're basically dealing with mirrors of your of your own psyche. Yeah, uh, I see. At, yeah. at that point. Yeah. I thought yeah, it was I... interesting that he did say, though, when he was, you know, with her, he was like, I don't know when someone's response is true or if it's what I want them to say. Right. Didn't he say something mm-hmm. like that? Like yeah. he doesn't mm-hmm. even know when he's using his powers, you know, you know, which is tragic in a way, Yeah. but he's such a horrible human being that, that, you know, you really can't feel much pity for him. Although that being said, I got to say that David Tennant's performance was bloody fantastic i mean oh yeah i liked him you felt just how creepy and slimy and smarmy he was <laughs> on every step of the way and <laughs> and and uh, even under all that though there was still that that weird innocence that that he was portraying that he genuinely did not understand that he was doing a bad thing and i'm just like wow uh, you know it, it it's it's impressive to be able to convey all that yes yes and and they gave him good some good material to work with but he was just fantastic in inhabiting that and making you because i'm with you like i felt something it's hard to even mm-hmm. put it in the in the pity file though because that that monstrousness of what he's become never goes away it can't oh, go yeah, away never, and yet never. you still at least i still rolled rode the roller coaster when mm-hmm. when she told him good things to do in a situation and he did them i rode that ride i'm like oh well this could happen but he but again he also can't get better he can't Mm -hmm. he still can't learn anything he still can't ever because anything i've ever learned involves not getting what i want out of other people (laughs) or the or the joy of getting what i want out of other people because i didn't before yeah. Uh, uh, and so 
so there's just she would have to be and you feel that weight rest on her too as she considers it like uh she would have to be his uh his leash all the time uh, mm-hmm. because he would never learn any of that regardless of what kind of person he wanted to be without that resistance you can't ever be that kind of person yeah yeah and by the time he's you know uh kind of by the time he his his mind is sort of broken down to where he wants to expand his powers, you know for a fact that there that that he is has gone so far off the deep end, um, that that he's just like trying to burn out and take everybody around him with him. <laughs> you know, like like he just wants to kill Jessica Jones, and he does not give a damn if he survives if anybody around him survives, you know, if they die in a giant fire or whatever, you know, he just wants to take her out. Yeah. And that's right at the end where I was a little bummed that they passed on the opportunity to have him go full purple. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Scene. I'm like, just let him be purple. He's clearly not going to live much longer after this. <laughs> so just give us a few frames of purple David Tennant. But yeah, that would have oh. been pretty sweet. That would have been pretty sweet. Um, why is he so in the he, I'm not familiar with this character in the comics so does is he like a purple skinned guy or something yeah okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. and I think and, he's a, an old daredevil like C or D list uh, villain I think yeah. it was daredevil and he got uh, he got uh, rehabbed by Bendis in the alias series into into this level of creepy I see. yeah because Max uh, series basically uh, the editors had stipulations on what characters they could use because they didn't want to you know taint the character of any of their better roster right. so, so basically um, he was such a low level character that Marvel editorial did not give a shit what they what uh, Bendis did with the uh, with the guy and so Bendis really refocused him in alias and and made him just well, the kind of character that you saw before you. Right. The max, uh, the max stipulations are really interesting because I'm not sure if this is true or, or rumor, but my understanding was Jessica Jones was originally going to be Jessica drew, but, uh, but Marvel didn't, uh, decided they might have later plans for spider woman. So Bendis created Jessica Jones as a stand in. And, and you see later on, Bendis loves him from Jessica Drew. As soon as he had the chance to bring her back in uh, with the Avengers, uh, he he took it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but it's interesting to see like the PI motif. That's what Jessica Drew was doing. It all makes sense that he. Mm-hmm. But he created. He clearly let some voice loose that became its own character and became a strong enough character that uh that bringing her into the main marvel universe made sense i'm so glad by the way that jessica came first instead of luke in mm-hmm. these uh, i feel like that's uh as much as as comics in general uh and marvel in particular but dc has god knows it has its own issues uh have struggled with where to place women in their universe, uh, having, uh, having Jessica come first and Luke's story be second, uh, I felt like was, was really solid. I would hate for Jessica Jones to be Luke Cage's girlfriend. What a waste, what a waste that would have been. So kudos. Well, she does, they do end up married and have a child in the comic books, right? Oh yeah. But it's all on her terms. I see. I see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did like how they introduced Luke Cage. I, I would actually, I was surprised that it was like only in like the second episode or something that they started getting this stuff rolling. And I'm like, man, they really are picking this thing up quick, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, Mike Coulter uh, really just embodied Luke Cage to me. I mean, I was, I, I wasn't a hundred percent on him at casting, um, but. Boy, when you see him on screen, it's really impressive. Not only does he get, uh, you know, a lot of the 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 uh, kind of mannerisms and the, the the banter and and whatnot, but his physical acting, you know, I mean, you really genuinely believe that this is a guy who has super strength, who is dialing himself completely back and yes. not really caring, you know, during these fights with normals. Yeah. You know? Yes, it, he's so casual. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and clearly so controlled in mm-hmm. being that mm-hmm. casual. Uh, it was really nice. Uh, and uh, good use of Sweet Christmas. Yes. I, that, that was yes. my hardest laugh of the whole series. I really liked that, too. Um, oh, and um, who else? Oh, the lawyer, Jerry Hogarth, uh, uh, Ann Moss. How did I forget to mention Carrie Ann Moss? Thank you. Yeah. She was, you know, top-notch performance. That character is just, oh, God. Like, everything that you think of in turn, when when you think of, like, just a, a smarmy, shitty lawyer. You know, or a really good lawyer, but but just an <laughs> awful, you know, it's just a job a, qualification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like your soul is slightly curdled or something. I don't know. I mean, she's just not a not a, a a good person. And a little Easter egg with that character too. I mean, that is a a gender swap for one. Okay, um, okay. Originally, Jerry was Jaren, um, who was a, a who was a lawyer for uh, Rand Meacham. Which brings huh. in a little tie to to, to Danny Rand, because he worked for Danny Rand's dad. Ah, huh. okay. Um, and later he becomes the lawyer and uh, and I believe agent for Heroes for Hire when Danny and Luke form you know the 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 company, which will kind of be you know what we think of in it or what we uh, in the TV series The Defenders is my guess. So that really kind of leads to, uh, you know, uh, to that uh, eventuality. I would like to see uh, her again. So I would love to see her be involved with that. Uh, It was another one of those. Also, uh, I felt like courage, courage might not even be the right word. It's similar to, uh, and people have different opinions in this, but let me go with my analogy because that's what I'm like. Uh, mm-hmm. Apple computer, or now just Apple, keeps doing these things where they will they will chop off a feature that everybody thinks they need, uh, whether it's, uh, it was notoriously the disk drive. Uh, they just, the opticals, they got rid of it uh, in, in some of their machines. Uh, it felt like what Marvel did along these lines was as soon as I saw that that Jerry was in uh, in a relationship with a a wife but also a secretary, I thought mm-hmm. they can't make her they now can't make her as smarmy as I thought they were going to make her because it would be really hard to do that with a lesbian character right now because it's taken so long to have uh, these characters be fully fleshed out in the first place. While at the same time, similar to Jessica, if they're going to be fully fleshed out, we've got to have some people act like jerks, regardless of orientation. They didn't back down. They they made her fully textured. uh, They made her a terrible person to trust with anything. Uh, And I was really proud of that without making her a big bad, uh, twisting her, figurative mustache over in the corner she was just a really compromised and compromising person yeah and very very realistic too because it seemed like she was someone who might not necessarily do what she did in the end but was stuck and felt like she was just on course you know and had to do it regardless you know well and she kind of chose her course at the beginning Mm-hmm. You know, and then got in way over her head. head yeah, yeah, that, know, that's, but, that's, but... A, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, just because, because I mean, in the I mean, she 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 makes decisions at the beginning that just because she is kind of terrible, wants to be with her new secretary and hates her wife. You know, I mean, and and that is really kind of what sets her on that course or, uh, initially. Yeah. But eventually ends up with neither one of them, you know. Oh yeah, exactly. Spoiler, spoiler. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of just being an awful, terrible kind of sad excuse for a human being. Yeah, right. And and a human be- and a person who, like, as much as Trish had control issues and Jessica had some too, mm-hmm. uh, 
Cherry has the most by far of the control issues and just had it demonstrated to her. No, you don't have it because you're human. You really don't have control over things. And, Mm -hmm. and you might be able to skate for a while based just on force of will, but reality doesn't care about your will. Uh, and, and it snowballed so fast and got away from her, uh, in a way that, I mean, that was crushing to watch all of that happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But, but none of that, she pushed the first dominoes. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, oh. it made me feel bad for her in the end. But, so, I mean, that actress did a great job of portraying that part because she was a jerk, you know, but at the same time, you kind of felt bad for her by the end, too. You were just like, oh, did that... If only you weren't such a dear, you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. But uh, going back to, um, I, I guess I just want to go back real quick to like Luke Cage and stuff like that. Sure. Like uh, uh, Jason, I mean, you saw him a few times in there. I mean, I know because you've mm-hmm. seen a few episodes. Did you like that portrayal of Luke Cage or did you think that uh, there should have been more there? You know, I don't, I suppose I don't know his character all that much in the comics, but um, he seemed reasonable. Yeah. I, I mean, he's never a character that I sought out or particularly liked. I know, it sounds bad. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like him. <laughs> but, you know, See, you got I, I, well, There's lots of characters. It's not like you can like them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, and, and let's face it, you know, the writers over the years have done plenty of things to make Power Man unlikable. Uh, you know, it's, it's only been in the last, um, I want to say 15 years or so that they've really tried to do some different things with, with him and not have him be kind of a pastiche, almost joke. Yeah. You know, so, so we're, we're finally getting some traction on, on a more, um, kind of stripped down, you know, character who doesn't care about you know, as much of the, the, the glitz and the costumes and all that other crap, you know? And, I, liked, and... I liked the idea of the impossibly strong but breakable woman being mm-hmm. with the normal guy who is unbreakable. Because, I mean, he's not that much stronger than a regular person, is he? Oh, yeah, he has super strength. Oh, he does? Okay. Because, yeah, his, his entire... The, the way that they've always done it in the comics is that he does have, you know, the idea of unbreakable skin, but his muscles, bones, everything are much denser. Um, you know, he does have, I mean, they called him Power Man for a reason. I mean, he, okay. he, he, had, yeah. he had some strength. Um, it wasn't like, um, like crazy superhuman, like, 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 um, like Superman level strength by any means. I mean, more like, say, like Captain America level super strength. Okay. Is Jessica stronger than him, then? You know, I want to say that they're pretty close in terms of the strength, but but she could probably have the edge on him. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I kind of feel like that, too. I don't know if we've we've seen that uh, in the comics canon, but... I definitely wanted her to be stronger than him. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of, I just thought I felt like she was. Give the woman something and the in the flight or the jumping. Uh, yeah. Because you don't yeah. see a lot of that out of Luke. Uh, Luke's not a big jumper. But she does. No, no. But she does fly in the comics, right? Like she does some light flying. The what they the way they sort of des- de- described it oh, yeah. was that her powers sort of degraded over time and so she wasn't able to do like long sustained flight. You know, but but okay. with practice and working it out she could theoretically regain that capacity. I see. But she was definitely a flyer when uh when she was in the comics or when she was Jewel and and whatnot. Yeah. Now, I got to ask too like um was there any references like I kind of felt like while I was watching it that I that something just kind of stirred my brain to go is that Kun Loon and the and the Doctor Strange tie-in like is there was there something with either Iron Fist or a Doctor Strange kind of tie-in that I kind of caught somewhere something gave me a vibe of that and I just wondered if you guys felt uh-huh. that or, or or caught anything that maybe I was couldn't quite put my finger on like you guys might know oh you're talking about this you know i i I vaguely remember something that 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 
hit me as a, like a, a real small uh, like Iron Man or Iron Fist tie-in other than uh, Jerry. But damn if I can remember off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't so get anything from Doctor here. Strange, I don't think. What do you think, Lee? Same boat here. Uh, I remember something tickling at that, uh, but but I could never. There's never anything I could I could pin down. Uh, and I tried uh, in advance of this not to look at too much uh, Easter egg hunting because that's the next phase of of how I enjoy these. Yeah, it's yeah. Fine find other people who found all the great stuff that I didn't find. Uh, I haven't gotten to that stage yet. So I'm betting there will be something that involves forehead hitting on my part uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. they showed uh, that somebody else, uh, much someone much sharper than I, has caught on to. So something in my subconscious must have caught something, and I wasn't quite aware what it was. And it, it sounds like you guys caught the same thing, where subconsciously we were thinking Iron Fist, but we weren't quite sure we couldn't quite put our fingers on what exactly made us made our minds trigger that thought. Yeah. Yeah. I did have that feeling and I can't even tell you when in the series it happened, which is, which is funny. I'm guessing by the third series, I'll have even more of a sense of what I expect each of these Netflix arcs to do. Yeah. Uh, because I think they do. Uh, I mean, I've, everything's a straight line between two points. So it's easy to, to act like I know what's going on now, but uh, like they had, I'm thinking it was episode seven or eight. They had a beat down that felt so similar to, uh, to Matt's uh, ninja fight in daredevil. The one where you're like, I don't even know how he's coming back from this. And I remember Jessica taking one of those beat downs. I'm like, Oh, it's her ninja fight. This is where, where we're pretty sure that, that we don't even know how she can take this much punishment. Yeah. Uh, so it'll, it would be funny to see if they continue in that thread. I'd want to go there if I were making a series about superheroes. If they're supposed to be durable, let's kick the crap out of them and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, especially if they do, then if the next one has Iron Fist in it, you're going to expect those kind of beatdowns. <laughs> Yeah, I, no I do want at least an Iron Fist because each has had its own flavor. I don't want to act like, oh well, this is the this is the woman Daredevil. No, not at all. I I want more mystical stuff uh, and and some of my uh, good old kung fu goodness uh, out of out of the Iron Fist series uh, because we really haven't, other than a couple hints here and there, we really haven't accessed that. And there's lots of room to explore yeah. if everybody's just punch 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 uh it runs the risk of eventually getting getting pretty uh pretty similar over and over but i think they've oh, got yeah. a lot of room to obviously they have a lot of room to play with iron fist uh and delight us in different ways yeah oh, absolutely and, agreed and they are doing iron fist as a netflix series right he didn't get his own movie right oh and it, it's confirmed actually uh it got confirmed uh i want to say last week that iron fist wasn't going anywhere in the lineup that we are indeed getting an iron fist uh netflix tv series okay uh after the luke cage series so i am so, oh, super so stoked so about that so it's after luke cage so we get jessica yes. jones it was daredevil jessica jones we get we get a Luke, Luke Cage, Cage standalone Iron Fist, Iron Fist, and then the Defenders. And then Defenders. Okay, yeah. but there will be a Daredevil season two, right? Yes, uh, they're saying Daredevil season two is going to happen. Um, I believe before the first season of Luke Cage, even. I, I think it's it's set it's pretty for pretty soon, right? Yeah. Yeah, like like the next couple months. Even. Yeah, I think I feel like I thought That's that too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, the other. Uh, Real quick before I forget again, because the Easter eggs keep on jumping in and out of my brain, right? Yeah. Um, the only other Easter egg that um, I saw in there is that when um, Jessica Jones refers Luke Cage to another PI, uh, Angela Del Toro, uh, that's the White Tiger. Oh, really? Oh, uh-huh. Okay. Wow. She has a really nice action figure. Yeah. <laughs> in the six inch line yeah 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 oh nice i think they i think they did her hellcat and somebody else with with ears uh didn't they uh in in that line like because uh, oh yeah uh, there was like th that they one... do the palette swap kind yeah, of yeah yeah it was yeah you're right it was yeah uh yellow it was 
well, you know, yellow was the Hellcat, right? Then yeah. The white one was, yeah. Okay. I don't remember what the other one was. Huh. All right. Whatever. Enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's getting to about time where we should wrap it up anyways. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts? And then we got one thing to do before we close down the show. Uh, no, I think, uh, I think pretty much covered on my end at least. Same here. I've, I've talked way more than I have actual thoughts. So (laughs) (laughs) called filling time. It works. And Jason, we know you're pretty good, right? Yes. (laughs) So surprisingly, um, so on the last episode or two episodes ago, we said we were going to be giving away the doctor who, uh, poster art from, the, it was a print from uh, Out Nerd Me. Stephen Poon was nice enough to give us a couple of prints. Uh, the first one was a Han Solo one, which Eleonora won. Uh, and there was only four entries for the Han Solo poster. What? Now, yeah, yeah. Now, get this. For the Doctor Who poster, there have now been 29 entries. Oh! And there was, there was, in fact, I said I would go till 6 p.m. when we started this recording, but... One person slipped in a little bit after that, so I still left them on. So that's oh, how yeah. that's it's how, a Festivus miracle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a Festivus miracle. Yes. So that's how we got to 29. And uh, I'm not going to throw 29 names in a hat this time and shake it up. What I thought I would do is I have them all written down in order. I was writing them down as they were coming in over the last couple of weeks because. Uh, you know, I figured it's easier to keep track of them that way than to have to go back through all the tweets, right? And uh, what I think is one of you guys, who who wants to pick? I, I, I want 69, you guys... 69, Trebek! <laughs> You're rude today! <laughs> I think it's got to be Jason. We pretty much shut him out and made, made him talk about a series that kind of stunk for him. I think I think Jason gets the joy of giving. Yeah. So, Jason, pick a number between 1 and 29, and that person uh, will win. 16. Number 16, that will be Din Nur, Dino Dino 92 on Twitter. Din Nur. <laughs> That's the <laughs> best it's, Legion of Superheroes name ever. It's capital D with an I-N, then a space, then capital N-E-R-R. Din Nur. <laughs> it's served oh. yes there you go dino dino 92 on twitter you're the one sweet, who sweet wins the uh <laughs> sweet doctor who tardis poster from steven poon at out nerd me yay oh, congratulations those, those posters are so cool yeah they are so the next one we'll give away is an archer poster so everyone listening we can now start tweeting about archer and uh once this episode goes live i will also post a follow-up twitter tweet and facebook stuff about showing the archer poster and that uh how to enter and win that one all right well i guess that's it right guys yeah i think so all right cool thanks for joining me sounds good talk to you guys next time on the super awesome geek show bye-bye see you later guys see you later geek on Hello, hello! Before we go, you guys know out there that we do get your geek on at the con with John. (laughs) And today we have Les. He was a panelist at Geek Girl Con on equality in comics and geeky things. And uh, I just figured I'd play his comments. We talked to him after the panel. And uh, we'll close out the show with comments from Les on equality in the geek world. In comics and movies and TV shows and games, especially video games. A lot of them talk about video games. And, uh, yeah, then we'll see you guys next week when we talk about Star Wars with Star Geek. All right, have a great week out there. Hope you guys all enjoy Star Wars The Force Awakens coming up this Friday. And uh, I know we will be. And, yeah, all right, keep it geeky out there. Here's Les. So I was just at an awesome panel here at Geek Girl Con 2015, and I thought I would talk with Les after the panel. He was one of the panelists. And uh, Les, give us a little rundown of what this panel was about. This panel is basically about just a simple call out to the fact that in a lot of games, the default character is probably a white straight male. 
and anyone who's not that has been rendered off to being an NPC. And it's like, how about the gamers who look more like the NPCs in the main character was like, are there any games for us and why not? Yeah, and one of the examples you gave was the early Fable games where you had to be either a white boy or a white kid or white girl. And the game's point was that this was going to be your life growing up through this adventure. Yeah. And you felt you weren't represented, right? Yeah, I mean, they're like, it's your story, it's your choices if you want to be a fair-skinned, blue-eyed, brown-haired boy or girl. And that's a pretty tight margin, so I'm like, sorry, it's not going to be my story. Yeah. But the game was good enough and solid enough. It's just they slipped up in that one point. And they were saying issues about making the character generator and like you know having a character be like darker skin and how it would screw up the magical tattooing and I'm like but the tattoos glow <laughs> you're going to see the tattoos so that's not an issue and one of the games I worked on actually I worked on several of the Sims games that came out on the Nintendo DS over the past decade so it's a very small you know media because you know those games aren't very big yet we had male and female uh, different skin colors shirt lengths pants and skirts so you know we put diversity in a DS game so any game that is not a DS game that doesn't I'm sorry you have no excuses <laughs> if we could fit it in a game that small there are no excuses yeah and uh, give us some examples of games you think that do work. I, I'd like to, uh, let me see, uh, Beyond Good and Evil, because main character has very strong Asian features, uh, brown skin, wears green lipstick, named Jade, has an anthropomorphic pig as an uncle, and the AI in her pocket will project itself occasionally, and it looks and sounds like an adult Latin male. So all the way around, very well-diverse game. Uh, the new Splatoon game, where at any point in time, you can uh, change your character's eye color, skin color, even their gender. Just, you know, because. It's like, let's go ahead and change it up. Uh, God, there's so many games. Uh, I got my list here. Uh, the Crackdown series, because granted, you have a pretty, it's not a super wide range of characters that you can pick, but they are very racially diverse, and they actually chose to advertise their game featuring the black guy as the choice that they are running with. Because usually it's like, you know, they just pick the white guy option. They advertise with the black guy. In, in, in most of their commercials, it's like they're featuring the black guy, and I'm like, they chose that. So that was cool, and the game's fun. You just run and blow everything up. Uh, awesome. The Saints Row series, because as those games progressed, they just opened up your character you know, generator so wide, and the looks and the genders and like the sexualities where you can ease up on in the game. It's just hilarious, and it's fun. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got quite a list I have here, a list so it goes here. on and on. Yeah, it goes on and on and on. Yeah. Uh, um, I wanted to ask I one post thing. It somewhere. <laughs> yeah, post it somewhere and we'll link it. That'd be yeah, good. sure. Uh, I wanted to ask one thing. Like, like I just recently got into the Star Wars Battlefront beta, and I granted I've only played like maybe two or three hours of it, but it seems to me that I can't choose my character in that game. And what happens is when I start up, it's random whether I'm male, female, black, or white. Wow. What do you think of stuff like that? Forcing diversity is not the answer. It's kind of like when I was saying in a panel about how, you know, I'm not saying we need a full-spectrum character generator in every game because it doesn't belong in every game. Like, uh, See, I didn't feel like it was forced. I just felt like, all right, I get a random character. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that is one way to seeing it, but some people feel that if you take the choice away, you're not you know, giving them any choice at all. Ah, okay. So that can be a backlash. Or it could help show people it doesn't make a difference. I noticed, uh, I can't remember the name. There was some uh, classic military shooter game where they just changed it that the default character that you start with is female. It's like, granted, you go in there and you can go ahead and toggle it back. But the default was to play a woman. 
And I'm like, a nice, subtle change. I mean, granted, you can change it back or change it or keep it or realize it doesn't make a difference you're running around shooting things. And just realize, you know, you know, who cares? But I thought it was an interesting shift, especially in those games, which are particularly very male-centric. Sure. So I'm like, okay, that was cool. Yeah. Little change up in there. Maybe when the beta's done, maybe they just did that for the beta to show that they'd have all those classes. Maybe when the beta's done, you will get that choice. We'll have to see. Yeah, maybe. And I think it's very, well, people are starting to understand women are playing games. And they yeah. have, you know, like since over, the beginning. There's like 40 to 50% now, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's not new. They've been playing games forever. And it's like, yes, let's represent them because... They are part of the demographic. You know, they're playing games too. And they want to see people like themselves or at least have something that's not so, like, double-dipped in testosterone that they're actually repulsed by it. Yeah. So it, it's a nice trend that people are starting to realize everyone is playing games, so maybe everyone should have something that kind of features them. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, I thought it was a really good panel, and uh, you you opened my eyes to some things that I might otherwise not have looked at, because, you know, I am the tall white male, and, you know, it's like sometimes our eyes aren't as open, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's like I like to have, you know, the point of I'm not angry, I'm not hostile about it, I'm not like affirmative action and blah, 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 and be mad about it, because a lot of times it, 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 it simply wasn't in mind. Yeah, I just don't think about it. Yeah, because it's not your life. It's not your, you know, it's not your life experience. So it's probably not something you would just sit down and think about, about, hmm, I wonder about this. And that's fair. Yeah. We're just trying to say, hey, this is something that we've noticed that we as gamers have noticed. Maybe we could have a little bit of change up in here. That's all. Yeah, that's cool. Because, like, I look back at the photographs of my, when I was younger, because I see people as people. I don't notice. Like, sometimes when someone says, hey, describe someone, how'd they look? I don't even put in the skin color. And it's because I look back at the photographs when I was young, and I had, I'm sitting on a bale of hay with a Jewish kid, an Asian kid, a black kid, myself, and my brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, and my dad's like, that's like the poster for, like, you know, <laughs> diversity in your childhood, you know? So I think I grew up just not realizing that there was differences with people because right from when I was four or five years old, I had this huge mix, you know? Yeah, so like... It's kind of like I still have that sort of perspective, so I don't notice it as much when certain people aren't represented because all I see are people. All you see are people, and that's valid. So it's, it's, it's really just, you know, pointing out the small things that are slightly irritating or just outright offensive and it may have happened intentionally unintentionally and just cite it and say hey we have money and we're spending it and you know that's not cool yeah but it's you know it's like you just go ahead and mix it up because it's like kids are like is this person mean or not are they cool or not and that's all kids care about yeah so it it's like it's like the gaming industry is growing up so fast parts of it are outpacing itself so it's like at this point production values are intense so gaming itself is becoming a bigger money business but in some areas the mentality hasn't grown up yet yeah so we're just trying to ease it along in as kind and gentle a way as we can unless we need to be a bit more adamant about something that's just outright offensive Okay, cool. And Les, you know, since I'm a geek show, I always like to find out, what are you currently geeking out about? What are you totally into? I'm a huge Godzilla fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I completely lost my mind when I saw the Gamera trailer last night. Like, oh, my God, a Gamera movie! Because I'm a huge kaiju fan. I also love the Xenomorphs and Aliens. And Did you like Pacific Rim? Seeing, you know, like kaiju? I love it. Yeah. It was just seeing a big live-action film, and it wasn't foam rubber <laughs> that was a nice change it was just like oh wow that's that's amazing and of course the monsters were just these amazing wild things from uh guillermo del toro's imagination which is just fantastic yeah uh games i've been cracking out on oh my god there's a wheel <laughs> i have to admit i play destiny it's gotten much better. It's an interesting relationship I have with the Destiny game. It's getting better. That's all I can say. It's getting better. 
And I mean, it's got its hits, its misses, but on the whole, it's moving better. And if people are actually paying attention to the notes as to what's being changed and why, it's some good trending. But yes, people have the arguments, oh God, it's awful, oh God, it's great. It's like, it is what it is. Uh, I haven't played it yet, so I don't know. Sunset Overdrive, it's just insane. Uh, I'm a big Devil May Cry series fan. Uh, FF, I played the trailer for 15, that was interesting. Like, they keep reinventing themselves. I mean, personally, I'm a big RPG action-adventure head, so. Yeah, That's cool. my love right there. Awesome. Hey, Les, thanks for spending some time with me and talking about this on the show. It's, it's, I think it's an important topic, and uh, I'm glad that you were here to represent and talk about it. Oh, well, thanks. It was, it was nice being hosted here and talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot, man. All right, have a great time. You too. Thank you. All right, bye. You've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show with John Adams, Jason Rigdon, Eric Locke, Matt B., and Rob Clifford. The Super Awesome Geek Show is part of Kingdom of the Geeks. We put up new episodes every Friday. You can find us on iTunes and on the website at superawesomegeekshow.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash superawesomegeekshow. Follow us on Twitter at awesomegeekshow. And if you'd like to help, you can support us on Patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash superawesomegeekshow. Or make one of the purchases of our fine toys, art, and collectibles on the eBay store, stores.ebay.com slash kingdomofthegeeks. All your support does help, and we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to be on the show, just contact us, superawesomegeekshow at gmail.com. Well, that about wraps it up. Thanks a lot for listening, and see you next Friday on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Super Awesome Geek Show!